1: started off talking about revival some 10, 11 years ago. It was an idea. You know, it's like it would be a great thing to have a revival. We persisted. Revival is coming. Suddenly, he says, yes, a revival is possible. And I'm going to show you why a revival is possible. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 11. I'm going to read it. Actually, it's best to read it from verse 1, but let me read it from verse 5. Verses 1 to 3 speaks about the messianic anointing. Okay, when that anointing comes, the three dimensional messianic anointing, verse 2 calls it The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon the Messiah. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. One. Two. The spirit of counsel and might. And three. The spirit of knowledge. And the fear of the Lord. Three dimensional. Messianic anointing. That Jesus. Brought here. Now. I want to show you the result of the messianic anointing. Number one, verse six says, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. Is that possible? (laughs) That's what tells you what the messianic anointing will do. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead all of them. Verse 7. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. You know, it will join. (laughs) Verse 8, the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole and the weaned child shall put his hand in the vipers' den. Then verse 9, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of what? Yes, people will know God That's how revival comes They will not be religious You know, you know what religion is That's what we have done We have come to church Okay But there are so many people in church Who don't know God But they are coming regularly And you know church is like Religious people, I hope you know that Yes, pastors in particular, they love religious people. Because every time you invite them, they turn up. They turn up. You know, pastors with large congregations, if they come and see few people, they are depressed instantly. Because they need that. Uh, you say, how many? Well, maybe a million people here today. <laughs> But that's not what is going to work it the fact that a million people come no it is that the people that come they know God you know and because they know God they, they will not hurt, they will not destroy there will be no Putin will know God and the war will not be it will not happen. yes, it's the knowledge of God that if the people In church, know God. The world will change overnight. And the Bible says here, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. And that's why you and I are here, to know God. That's why we come to church. I tell people that church is an academy. You know what an academy is? It's a training place. So that everybody who comes to church, they live with the knowledge of God. You know, they add the knowledge of God to their lives. And when they live their lives, you see that they know God. You know. And that's why I say to people, you know, this is the only thing I'm allowed to boast about. The Bible says, if you want to boast, the only thing you're allowed to boast about is that you know God. So I know God. I tell people, I know God. I don't know all of him, but I know God. I want to speak to you today about the secret place. For those who pursue God, those who determine to know God, ah, they must know what happens in the secret place. For those who know that there is power in God. You know, there are many people who don't know there's power in God. I mean, I mean they know that generally that there's power in God, but they don't have any clue how to access it. Or, they will tell you that there is one man somewhere, I think he has power with God. But by the time they know God, they don't need to go anywhere to experience God's power. They will experience God's power by themselves. Anywhere they are, they are center of God's power. That's what the Bible is saying. The the, the, the average believer will know God and know his power. They will know his love. And they will walk in it. They will experience it. You know, there's something about the scripture. You know, this scripture I read to you today, particularly verse 9. You know, you can read a scripture so many times, but you have not encountered it. No, you have not encountered it. You just read about it. But the day you encounter it, it changes your life. And you begin to walk according to that scripture in, the, in that area of, life that it, of your life that it addresses. That's how I came to the realization that we can have revival if we can give the people what the knowledge of god oh yes that's what they need if then their enemies will intimidate them their obstacles will not frustrate them they will not throw in the towel and give up because of one thing or the other no no they know god enough to know that these two shall what absolutely Let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Passion translation verses 3 and 4. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. Using manipulation, to achieve our aims and objectives. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and breaks through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one, Jesus Christ. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. Now I read another scripture. And this one is in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 verse 8. This is uh, From God's word, translation. For three months, Paul would go into the synagogue and speak boldly. He had discussions with people to convince them about the kingdom of God. But when some people became stubborn, refused to believe, and had nothing good to say, in front of the crowd about the way of Christ. He left them. He took his disciples. And held daily discussions. In the lecture hall of Tyrannius. This continued for two years. So that all the Jews and Greeks. Who lived in the province of Asia. They heard. A word of the lord yeah. god worked unusual miracles through paul people would take handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched paul's skin to those who were sick their sicknesses would be cured and evil spirits would leave them that's what happens in a revival all manners of uh, miracles now i speak to you brethren this day from my heart because I believe we stand at the threshold of a great move of God. You might have come here, you know, like people do, go to church, and you have a problem, really, and it can be a very serious one. And what is your mindset? What do you want? Just a way to solve the problem. Yes, yes. If only I can solve, if only I pray today and God will help me solve this. Uh, ah, That's all. Uh, I tell preachers that there's a problem with that. That type of gospel. You know the problem? When the people don't have any problem, nobody will come again. <laughs> they said a, a, a preacher went to um, a church in England and said, um, bring your khaki and i will lay hands on it and your next car will be a jeep nobody came out many of them already have (laughs) you know i said these are what we call time limited gospels so if it's a gospel for the alleviation of poverty so once the people become rich, ah, nobody will come again. You know. But if you go to Revelation chapter 14, the Bible says the angel flew across the heavens with the everlasting gospel. That is gospel that cannot change. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, the gospel remains the same and remains relevant to your life. And what was the gospel? Fear God. Worship him. Oh yes. That's the gospel. It's timeless. I believe that you and I, if we are deliberate, if we are studious, if we are prepared to practicalize our faith, oh, we can birth a great move of God. You see, people talk about it. Nigeria is going to birth. I say, Nigeria can bathe a revival when the people don't know God. It's not a sentimental thing, no. You have to raise a people that know God. The way they behave at home, you know they know God. At work, they know God. You know? They couldn't be bothered. What the consequences may be. They know God. They follow God in their lives. And when they lift up their hands to heaven, absolutely, heaven comes down. I realize that it is possible to achieve what Paul achieved. How did he get the gospel into Asia and Europe? He said two years daily, he taught these people. He gave them the knowledge of who? God. People who came to his Bible college, they didn't come to get a degree. <laughs> you know, when they tell you to go to Bible college now, it's so that you can study. And when you are finished, they give you a, a certificate. Yes, mm, it's not about certificate. certificate. No. He taught the people the knowledge of God and what it means for a man to be in the kingdom of God. And that's why everywhere they went. That's why in two years, the gospel has spread everywhere. Why? The people who carried the gospel, they knew God. So when they preached to the people, they gave these people the knowledge of God. And once you know God, your life will change. You see, it's not about religion. Once you know God, you know God for yourself, ah, your life will change. So it is important. That you and I follow their example. Because of the stupendous success that they had. Through teaching believers the sound gospel of Jesus Christ. And the principles governing their spiritual relationship. You see, I was telling a gentleman the other day, I said, look, look. You know how many years man had wanted to fly? How many of you read about ah, uh, you didn't read Greek mythology. Oh, oh, he made wings. You know, man has envied the birds. You see, all these birds, they just do like this, ah. and man was like, "How can I to do hand like this and uh, go?" Up? For centuries, man dreamt of flying, but it was impossible. Until Isaac Newton, orange fell on his head or fell where he was. And he was like, what is making this orange fall down? And that's how gravity was discovered. That you cannot jump up and stay in the air. It will uh, pull you down. Then it dawned on the man that if you want to fly, you must overcome gravity. Because if you don't generate lift to, to, to overcome gravity, ah, it will pull you down No. But do you know that somebody can say, I don't believe in this gravity. It's nonsense. So he's on a flight to uh, uh, Lagos from Abuja. He opened door and walk out. Nonsense gravity. What do you think is going to happen to him? <laughs> All this nonsense gravity they're talking about. I don't believe in it. Okay. When you step out of that plane and die, you will really believe, you will believe now. Now, why am I telling you that? Because it's the spiritual that gave birth to gravity. And all these laws that govern nature. And not, if you don't obey it, ah, <laughs> nobody will tell you. Sooner or later, consequences will come upon you. Now, how can then the spiritual that gave birth to these physical laws now be so chaotic? All commerce are fair. Anytime you come, you do as... Uh, you like, Ah, uh It should tell you that it's not possible now. How can chaos give birth to order? No. That's why you see, religious people are very... Sen- so some of them are very sentimental. They're not using their brain to think. Because when you think seriously, you realize that, no. If God is really the creator of the world, and everything is governed, you you take a piece of yam, you chew it, you swallow, then you can do your hand like this. Because of the energy. And where is that energy coming from? From the sun, oh. You know, that's what science is teaching us. To so, obey the yam. A leaf has to trap, tap, tap the energy through chlorophyll. Convert it to yam tubers. Stored energy. You eat it. Your body releases that stored energy. And you are using it to kick football. How can such order exist from chaos? It's not possible now. And so you cannot come to church and think that you can do as you like. Go where you like. Say what you like. Behave as, as you like. And then God will see you there. I say, eh? It's not possible. And that's why I can tell you without fear of contradiction that it is possible for you and I to birth a revival because we are deliberate and everybody, you know, under the sound of my voice, go home and practice this. You'll be amazed what the result will be because that's what they call corporate anointing. You know, when anybody comes to church, he brings an anointing. Yes, he brings something. Because he has developed it in the secret place. Yes. The apostle Paul taught every disciple how to be empowered in the secret place. The words they spoke became spirit and life. You know, you read such scriptures, you don't realize what Jesus was saying. Jesus said, The letter. The letter in the Bible, it profits uh, nothing. But the words I speak, they are what? Spirit and life. You know, when a man speaks a word and the Spirit of God impregnates that word, then the word becomes powerful. And it will fulfill the purposes of God. Okay? Now, let us do quickly, briefly, with the weapons of war. Before we really go a little further. This is about what we do in the secret place. We learn that when we enter the secret place, we do not just say prayers, we wage war and we take captivity captive. Oh, yes. In that exercise, we must learn how to approach the holy of holies. That's why um, you know when you were singing that song, enter into The Holy of Holies. Oh, yes. You can sing it, though. But if they ask you, so how do they really enter this Holy of Holies? Eh? You just sing it, you enter. (laughs) And you look into nature. You don't find any such thing. No. There will be order. There will be principle. There will be ways. And then you are sure you've entered. You know, but you cannot enter anyhow. No. They learned what it means to be in contact with the God of all heaven and earth, the creator himself. Awesome. But before we, we go there, I want to talk to you about motive. Okay, so when you come and you say, I want to know God, the, re- the question is Why? You know, it's like in those days, you know, people wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You say, oh, you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? You say, yes, why? Well, all my friends are speaking in tongues. I'm the only one. <laughs> so, did they give the Holy Spirit so you and your friends can be together? <laughs> you know, you have to know what is the motive? Why are, you, why are you, what are you doing in the secret place? What do you want to achieve? Our Lord Jesus Christ, he told us. You see, that's why we studied the Bible. He told us, you know, what the purpose is all about. Come with me to John chapter 13. I'm going to read this from today's English version. John chapter 13 verse 31. The Bible says, after Judas had left, Jesus said, now the son of man's glory is about to be revealed. Number two, Now, God's glory is going to be revealed through him. Number three, if God's glory is revealed through him, then God will reveal the glory of the Son of Man in himself. Wow. (laughs) And then the last one, and he will do it what? Immediately. Now, what does the Bible tell you about that? Okay, if your purpose is so that God will be glorified through your life, through your work, through your ministry, through your business. If that is the purpose, ah, glory is coming. Because you, you are going to get all heaven agitated and ready to, to act. Jesus was uh, uh, having the last supper. And, and, and Judas, he said, one of you will betray me. And those disciples, wonderful people, they didn't say, "I know who it is." <laughs> you know, if they say one of you will be just here, say, ah, "I know, the, I know the person that can do such a thing." You know. But what did they ask? Is it I? Because you see, like we say in Nibo, "Ada you know, you don't know what your heart will be up to. Is it I? Is it I? And Jesus said, I'm going to dip the bread in the sauce and give it to somebody. That's the fellow. And he dipped it and gave it to Judas. And he took it. And then the Bible says he got up and left. You know? And so when he left, Jesus, when he left to betray him so that they would crucify him, Jesus said it's glory time. Can you say that? That's what tells you and I that uh, what we are doing is not a joke. You know, it's like they say you are not collecting bribes. They say, ah, they have decided to search you. You say, hallelujah. I'll be out of work tomorrow. Hallelujah. You see, are you going to get what Jesus is saying? The motive. You say, it doesn't matter. I, I am inconsequential. It doesn't matter. What matters is that God is there. Uh, oh, yes. I'm quite happy to take what may come because Jesus, God must be glorified in this. And so as Judas left, Jesus declared, wow, glory is coming. The son of man is about to be glorified. And then he says the second thing, God is going to be glorified through him. Now, you know that God, God may be glorified on a matter, okay? But God, 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 um, uh, 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 yeah, no, the, the Son of Man may be glorified, but God may not be glorified through him. You know why? Okay, so they have said the man for refusing to take bribe. Then he comes to church, and he's like, what happened? Now, I don't know this type of Christianity. You know, see, they say somebody is serving God. They are praying, they are praying. They say, night vigil, you come. Eh? Look at what has happened. And they are just watching and they have sat me. (laughs) They may be praising you in the office so that you can say no to what is wrong. But God is not glorified. (laughs) Because you are grumbling and murmuring and uh, complaining. But look at how Jesus took it. He said, the son of man is about to be glorified. God is going to be glorified through him. And do you know something else? God is going to glorify him in himself. Do you know what that means? Jesus defied everything to come here as a man. Do you know the difference between a man and God? I can tell you one difference between man and God. God does not pray. You see all this one they say come for night vigil. God doesn't pray. Who will He pray to? But do you know that Jesus came here as God and He's uh, praying, always going to the mountain to pray, pray, pray. You know, He took what we call the limitations of humanity. You no, know, we are very limited. Yes, and He gave up the liberty of deity total freedom of deity the bible says that god is in the midst of heaven and he does as he likes and nobody can what question him jesus took the limitations of humanity who though being in the form of god fought it not robbery philippians chapter 2 to be equal with god but made himself of what no reputation oh yes what, because Jesus took on the incarnation. God is going to glorify him, uh, 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 himself. Why? Because if you ask him, do you have somebody you can trust? He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am what? Absolutely. I am well pleased. One translation put it the way I like. He said, this is my beloved son. He satisfies me completely. That is it. God is glorifying himself through the son. He said, I have, one, I have one person. I have one person that I can count on. That whatever I ask him to do, he will what? He will do it. And that's what Jesus said in John 14, 31. He said that the world may know that as the father gives me commandment, Even so, I do. Absolutely. So, what he wants to raise here is men and women. You and I who can say the same thing. As the father gives me commandment. That's how I do. And I don't care the gain. I don't care the loss. It's immaterial. But as the father gives me commandment, so I do. I may have paid your son's school fees. And when I'm moving house, okay, I asked you to please come and help me. He said, ah, doctor, get Kaya now. I said, what about that, your son? I paid their school fees. He said, ah, ah. doctor, is no, he a, 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 a university undergraduate. Let us get uh, Kaya. You know, and then you come back and say, "But doctor, I have another son that is radio. Can you help us? What do? You, what should I say to him? Get kaya now. <laughs> That's what I should say. Get kaya. But God says, Ah, don't say that. Don't say that. Pay the second school fees. That is it. I pay it because as the father gives me commandment, so I do. You see." You see, many people don't understand that. They think that, oh, the Father will give me commandment, then I will think about it and, and decide whether it is something I should uh, be doing. No, this, this is not the people that God will glorify himself through their lives. No, these are the people as the Father gives me commandment. Whether I like it or not Whether it makes sense to me or not As the father gives me commandment So I do so, so you see If the motive is not right Then it's not going to work Do you know why The bible tells us that God looks at the yes, Yes God looks at the heart And when he sees that the heart Is not loyal to God They won't waste, you see heaven They're very economical You know, in the use of their resources Heaven, you know That's why they told Joseph Take this boy and run to Egypt Somebody will say Ah, is he not the son of God Why should he run to Egypt Send the Michael and the Angels, yes, to defend him God is like It's cheaper to send one Seraphim to Egypt than to bring down uh, legions of angels to stop Herod. God is very economical with his resources. You and I might be very wasteful. You say, something one seraphim can do. You want to bring archangels uh, down. Yes. You see, by the time you know God, you realize that, hmm, I need to follow him so that I too can be very economical with my own uh, resources. You know, you know. The glory of God must be at the center of that desire. When I get into the secret place, my ambition is God must be glorified. In who? In my life, God must be glorified. Big things, small things, private, public, God must be glorified. Do you know that a couple committed to the glory of God, they'll be living happily. Do you know that? There's no problem about um, you know, washing plates. One, one lady asked the husband to help her wash plates. He went there. He washed one plate. Washed the second one. He came out. He said, what's the problem? He said, do you know what my mother will say if he comes here and sees me washing? Do, do you know what it means? They will think that you have made medicine for me. Yes. He's not listening to God. He's listening to culture. Yes. See, when people are listening to God, it's a totally different world. You know, as the Father gives me commandment, so I do. You know, I went to a marriage seminar. I told women that sex is not a weapon of offense or defense. You know, so that if they don't buy you that thing you want, you say, okay, Shabby, you come and uh, meet me. I will show you my own. One woman raised hand like this. Doctor, I want to ask you a question. Doctor, now that you have taken away our weapon, (laughs) what weapon are we now going to be using? So, these people are not—they are not reading the Bible at all. You know, many people are not reading the Bible. They are just doing as they like, but they are still coming to church, you know, and they say glory. They're singing something, they don't know anything. eh? And they don't know anything about it. See, That's why religion is terrible. You know, people are just coming, coming. But, but they're not looking at what they really did to get God interested in their affairs. Jesus said, even though I'm going to suffer, God is going to be oh yes, that's all that matters to me. God is going to be glorified. And that's why, you know, whether you're humiliated, promoted, you don't really care. Provided God is what? Yes. That's the, that's, you have to get your motive spiritually right. You know? Otherwise, you're just, you're just religious. And what you want to raise the people that God can use. Anywhere they are, they shine the light. And what light is it? The life of Christ you know people will see christ in them and they will see christ through them you know that's how we birth revival and they see we we'll see you and your wife you have you are close. you're happy you are laughing they'll say no nah, what is the you know the preacher said that uh, somebody went and asked one man "Say, so what is the secret yeah your wife are so close he said uh-huh. do you want to really know it's so okay i tell you last night i ironed all my wife's clothes so, eh? you know when i come home and my wife is asleep i go, i just go and make my own food i don't wake her up the man said so, so that's how you're close <laughs> okay please continue to be close you know, people don't realize that if you don't get your motive right, you can't live the Christian life. Because you may be doing something, you feel somebody is cheating you. Yes, you know, this my husband is cheating me. This my wife is cheating me. You're not thinking about God. You're thinking about who? Yourself. Yes. And they didn't say about, it is about the glory of self. They say it's about the glory of God through my life. That's why I make all the sacrifices. I pay all the prizes. I do whatever is needed to be done so that God will be glorified. That's what I say to believers. You know, when God is glorified, you don't care who benefits. You know, that's why some people will say, okay, do this thing this way. They say, eh? hmm, I can't do it. All. That my mother-in-law will benefit. That woman is a witch. She's mm, a terrible person. I cannot just bless everybody like that. She will will collect. No, I don't want her to collect. That is it. So once they know who will benefit, they say, ah, no, I cannot do it. If that person is one of the people that will benefit, ah, no. They say, well, but the the, the Bible says that God, he makes his sun shine on the good and the bad. Yes. So when you seek the glory of God, it is a totally different matter. Okay. Like Jesus taught us, you see. But you know what that obedience does? It positions you to be empowered. Uh, Jesus said in John 14, 21, he said, he who has my commandments and does them, that is the person that what? Loves me. People can come to church, lift up their hands, I love you lord they will be, you think heaven is coming down but when God asks them to sit down they stand up you say what is the matter ah, I have been sitting down for two a year so yes that is it when God asks them to turn right they turn left you know and then they still sing I love you lord that is what we call meaningless religion Because, you see, it's not practical. And and it's not going to work. It is not going to bring down the power. Because obedience is the key to the power. He said, if you love me, if you say you love me, then you must do as I say. And then I will love you. The Father will love you. okay? And I will manifest myself. That is it. I will manifest myself. And then in verse 23, he says, if you have my commandment and do them, Okay, the father will love you, I will love you. Two of us together will make our home in your soul, and that's why he's saying, obey God now, so that God can come. Come, you see, it's like that gravity. You know, you step down, you fall. It doesn't just come, obey God, and then He can come. There are principles, laws governing spiritual life. Somebody can kneel down and say, oh, I really need God in my life. And then you, call, you don't obey God. It's not going to work. There are laws governing it. And so Jesus said, if you want the abiding presence of God, oh, you have to obey God in your life. So it is important to understand this. James says in 4th 8, draw near to God and he will what? Draw near to you. Yes. It's a a basic law of sowing and reaping. Obey God, doors will begin to open for the power of God. Okay? So, so I I just want to uh, uh, show you the difference between the Old and the New Testament. You know, when God came down to give Moses the Ten Commandments, he terrified the people. You know? There was thunder, earthquake, lightning. The people were afraid. What did they say to Moses? Moses, please, if that is the way God talks, eh? Moses, go up there and uh, just talk with him, please. And then come and talk to us in the way we can. uh, Yes, so please ask God not to talk to us again. Otherwise, we will all be dead. And Moses said, "Um, You know why God spoke to you like that? He wants to show you what you'll be up against if you disobey God. He said, He doesn't want you to sin. That's why He talked to you like that. So you'll be afraid of God. So you see, the Old Testament believer is fear. But in the New Testament, they say, For God, so what? Love the world. It's a totally different approach. So. But do you know what the mistake some people make? He said, that part of God that terrifies people, God has forgotten all about it. (laughs) I said, you must be kidding. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord. I don't change. That That part of God is still there. But do you know that you can live all your life, you will not know it. Yes, you can live all your life, you will not know that anger. That, that terrible side of God, the consuming fire, you will not know it. Because if he asks you to sit down, sit down quietly. Somebody comes and says, ah, you have been sitting here for long. Say, yes, so I have to continue. Yes, so until he tells me to stand up. That is it. So they don't know that that's why you never, you never tasted the consuming fire. No, you were never rebellious against the word of God in your life. So, so what the Bible says that within two years, all the people knew God, uh-huh. you can see that uh, uh, um, all the people have had and, uh, and the gospel has spread everywhere because the people he taught, he taught them to know God. He didn't teach them to be religious, but to know the principles that govern divine relationship so that wherever you are, People are doing things. You're quite happy to be different. Oh, yes. That's why Christians, they, they used to say that Christians are non-conformists. You know? you know what non-conformism is? You don't just follow the crowd. You know? See, so, these, you see many young girls getting married. You see how the pastors are struggling with them about the wedding dress. You know? Uh, 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 um, the, the, our past general of us here, yeah, the, the, the the wife told me that, you know, she insists that they must bring that wedding dress for her to see before the wedding. Said, Some of them will be fighting, fighting. We came to wedding in the church. A man came to me and said, my, my, my daughter will be late. He said, "Why? Well, she has to go and change her dress. Why are they struggling? Do you want to be like the world? Yes. They're telling them that there is a decency. You know, in Christianity, that does not permit this type of dressing. They don't want to hear. Yeah. They want to be like the world. And then after that, you still want, in the name of Jesus, mama, come out! For where? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But let nobody deceive you. Now, now very quickly now, I, I will do power uh, power through the secret place very quickly (laughs) okay now let's go to Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 our Lord Jesus Christ was the one who taught us about the secret place he said but you when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret, he will reward you what opening. What is that scripture? said, you can go into that secret place, nobody's there, just you and God. But now, when you finish and you come out, the result is going to be seen in the oh, yes. The result is going to see in the open, and that is why we have very little result because many people not spending any quality time in the secret place no in fact if he kneels down for five minutes he said i've tried (laughs) i prayed really long today five minutes (laughs) i read my bible for long you know i read three three verses (laughs) from open heavens (laughs) and i read the man the, the, the thing they wrote there hallelujah I've had a quiet time with... Hallelujah. It's good. You have had a quiet time with God. But that's not the type that they use to birth revival. No, that's not the type. That is not the type. So, for those who are serious about birth and revival, Jesus said, enter into that secret place. Spend time with God. And then the results will be seen in the public, you know, in the open. But you don't have to announce who prayed. You know, there are many people. They don't mind praying, but they should know who prayed now. You know, look at all these people shouting, Hallelujah. God did this, God did that. And yet, nobody knows uh, who prayed. I, I think it's time to give testimony. It's time to give testimony. You know, we were at the night vigil. You know, from, from 10 o'clock to 6 a.m., we prayed. We prayed. Brother, we prayed. Ah! Okay, who are the people who pray? Ah! <laughs> A lot of people, they cannot do something secretly. Huh? They want to be known. How can somebody be doing all these things secretly? Eh? And nobody knows me. Eh? You know, you are seeing revival. People are... But you, you haven't asked who are the people who prayed you see, once you have that mindset, you want to be known, you have already eliminated yourself. Yes. Because it's not for advertisement. You know, it's not for advertisement. You know, it reminds me of the, of the church where they wanted to... Maybe I've, the pastor said, please bring money, let us put air condition. This church is hot. Nobody brought any money. No. Then one pastor came. He said, now, this is what we are going to do about this AC. If you buy one of these big ACs, we will put it on the altar. Put it on the altar. As prayer is going, the anointing is hitting your AC. And the money is settling in your bank account. Uh -uh. AC fill everywhere. (laughs) The same people, the same people, not new people. The same people. And then the pastor added, he said, "We will keep a special seat. Anybody that brings, the, if you bring the small one, you sit If you bring the big one, you sit here. Ah, uh, big as feel everywhere, because people need recognition. You say, how can somebody be bringing all this money? No recognition. Eh? No." No, I don't like it. They say, give secretly. Why, why can't you, you know, say, okay, those who will give 10,000, stand up. Mm-hmm. Those who will give 1 million, stand up. Do mm-hmm. You know that in those days, they used to do that thing. You see people who don't have cover. <laughs> they say, those who will give 1 million, they'll stand up. <laughs> then when you go and meet them after, why is the 1 million? You say, well, we are still believing God. <laughs> But meanwhile, he's collected the glory. (laughs) You see, there is something about God. You you can't play games with him. He knows everything. And that's why, you see, once you come to church, you come to Christ, that's one thing you must bring, honesty. Because you cannot deceive God. The only person you can deceive is yourself. So, you may be doing things, nobody's acknowledging you, be happy. There are principles guiding spiritual life and that's what church is about teach people to know god and walk with god okay the secret place is the engine room of spiritual life if you don't develop your secret place you won't be able to function effectively in the kingdom of god now can you count their number of times you know the apostles always say please pray for me please pray for me He's talking to people he knows that what? Praise. You know, not that some people will say, Please pray for me. It's okay. Okay, I'll pray for you. They won't pray. In fact, as soon as they leave you, they forget you. You know. But he said, Please pray for me. Please pray for me. You know, that's why a lot of times when people say pray for me, I say, Let's pray now. Because we have the opportunity to pray. Yes, let us, you know. So it's it's important to know. What we do in the secret place. So how do we become effective in the secret place? Now, there's something about uh, the Bible. You know, I tell you that it's a familiar scripture. You have read it many times, but you have not seen it. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 3. There's a passage, I have read it so many times. I've talked about it many times. After a while, they show it to you. It unveils. That's why they say the knowledge of God is a revelation. I'm not going to read from verse 1 to 5, but let me tell you what is in verses 1 to 5. Joshua the high priest, he went before God for empowerment. And the devil was standing by his side doing what? Opposing him. And what does the devil use to oppose people? It is all the evil that they have been doing. The devil will have his little notebook where he wrote down everything the man has been doing or the woman has been doing. And I want to tell you something that you need to know. The devil cannot tell lies against you before God. Do you know why? You can only tell lies to somebody who doesn't know the truth. No, No. he knows the truth. That's why the devil cannot accuse you falsely. Because he knows that the God is accusing you before. He knows the truth. And so, that book that uh, the devil has, it has so many things against Joshua. But do you know what God did? That's what we call sovereign grace. God said, this man is like a stick pulled out of the fire. So yeah, remove his uh, filthy clothes. Put on white raiment. What does that signify? Holiness. Sovereign grace producing holiness. Put a meter on his head. The helmet of uh, salvation. Okay, so now all of that is 1 to 5. Now look at verse 6. Then the angel told Joshua that the Lord Almighty had said, If you obey my laws... If you perform the duties I have assigned you, then you will continue to be in charge of my temple and its courts. Now, the next statement is where we are going. Okay, this is the today's English version. It said, and I will hear your prayers, just as I hear the prayers of the angels that are in my presence. You know, the, he said in the oh, New King James, okay. And likewise, I will give you places to walk among these who stand by. What does that mean? He said, you will have access. And you know, prayer is to be said, not from the far away. It's like somebody wanting to talk to Pastor Ike. He uh, at the gate there, uh, Pastor Ike! What will you say here? somebody there, something is, uh, uh-uh. if you want to talk to him, start. continue coming now. Continue coming. So prayer is said in the presence of God. You have to go from earth to, yes, you have to. Because prayer is said in the presence of God. In that your room where you are, in that secret place where you are, you are accessing heaven. You are able to appear before God. You know, so that you can be heard. He said, when you are obedient to me, I will give you liberty to come in and go like the angels. I'm telling you, that is awesome. So, a cleansed Joshua, now born again, as we will say today, and covered in righteous robes by grace, is now empowered to be appearing before God. And you know what the Bible says? About that, when your man is appearing in the presence of God, Job said he will decree a thing, and it will be what? Established. Yes. He said, if, if anytime they say there is a falling down, and the man says there is a, a lifting up, he said, even the person that does not qualify, because of the purity of his hands, God will lift that one up too. In other words, when they are lifting you up, they are lifting up people around you. Yes. Because of what you have done before God. And that's why, you see, lessons in the secret place is so important. Because, you see, we we rule because we are kings and priests unto God. We rule by decrees. And there is nothing as awesome and powerful as when you make a decree, it will be what? Established. Established. You know? I remember when Ebola came here. I've never seen anything like that. The brethren rose up and prayed and made a decree. This Ebola, stop. Ebola stopped. That like even the people that died, their families didn't get it. You know. Yet yeah, they say it's very infectious. You know, the doctor that died in Portaco. He was treating the Ebola people in the hotel. That's how he co- contacted it. But his wife and children didn't get it. It was an amazing intervention. Because they thought that as soon as Ebola came here, like they say, there will be corpses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, you see, if they say Ebola stopped, you say, oh, no, that Ebola safe. Why you come to a here?" <laughs> anyway, don't stop. I said did their own decree work with it you know, so if, there, if 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 we didn't have people that have power with god how would it have stopped and don't depend on somebody else to have power with god oh. yeah because you don't know what they, they've they, you, the, yesterday you knew what they were doing today you may not know what they're doing oh. the only person you should depend on is who yourself yes yes i must have power with god So that whatever is happening here God will find me when I lift up my hand to heaven That's what it's about That's how you now have So many people in church Who have power with God And when that church Lifts up their voices and pray Hell will know that some people are praying Oh yes Because they all have individual anointing And they come together to bring what we call corporate anointing And everywhere is shaking in hell because this is an empowered people. So, what is the way to power? The first step. And that is why what I love about God. You cannot say, well, this thing they're saying, they're telling you people that have been here since, uh, how, how many years are we here now? This church, how old now? 18, uh-huh. All of you that say you are here from the beginning, oh, listen, oh. So, some of us have just come <laughs> no you see when you come to God it's not about those who have just come you can come today and tomorrow you will be the one yes it depends on the quality of your obedience and that's why you take John 1:10, the way to power in the sacred place he was in the world and the world came into being through him yet the world did not know him He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, of the will of the flesh, of the will of man, but of God. Maybe you really have been coming to this church. Maybe you just started coming. But you really have not been born again. I know that that is possible. Because um, a pastor told me that he made an altar call and one girl came forward. The pastor said he knew the girl. He knew, he knew his mother, her mother rather. So after the service, he called the girl and said, why are you coming for altar call again? The girl said, <laughs> that one I came before, it was for my mother. She will not allow me to... He said, you must be born again. So, they called, come. I just came for her. So, after that, she stopped troubling me. (laughs) Some women, too, for their husband. That is it. You know, people, they they come for various reasons. But they haven't yet come for themselves. I, I went to preach at a full gospel meeting. Okay? The secretary of the chapter you know, for those of you who are familiar with full gospel, I gave altar call. The secretary came forward to answer altar call. Ah, members of the executive came and met him. Ah, what are you doing here? Go and sit down, you're confusing. Me. He said, no, leave me, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. What is it? He said, leave me, I know what I'm doing. And yes, because it's not before, it is not uh, what men are saying. No. No. So perhaps you're here. You haven't really been born again. And you know it. And do you know, two other people know it. God knows it. The devil knows it. And so, you can decide and say, Lord, you know, from today, I've decided in my heart to be born again. Why? Because you need that. Because when you are born again, when Jesus comes into your life, I want to show you what has happened to you. Colossians 1 verse 21 the Bible says at one time you were far away from God you were his enemies because of the evil things you did and thought but now by means of the physical death of his son God has made you his friends in order to bring you whole, to make you holy to make you pure to make you unblameable once you are born again and you have been washed in the blood of Jesus when you appear before God the bible says you are holy you are blameless you are unreprovable do you know what that means no devil can bring a charge against you because there will be no charge the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from what all sin that's the first step you see you need to be born again so that when you come to your secret place and say lord I wash myself in the blood of Jesus, then there can be no devil standing beside you like Joshua. No. Because if he brings an accusation and says, this man, he told lies yesterday, and God will say, Michael, check the records. Michael will come back and say, not found, washed. Do you know why that is necessary in the secret place? God is a holy God. You cannot appear there without being holy. And the the grace has given us the way of holiness. He said, when you want to go there, wash yourself in the what? In the blood of Jesus. Yes. That's why when we kneel down to pray, say, Lord, I wash myself. Paul calls it, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1, he calls it all filthiness of flesh and spirit. Now, I'm not perfect, but as I appear before God, I'm perfect. Because I washed, I washed. I didn't presume that I've given my life to Christ. I can come anyhow. No. You see, I've told you there are principles. So when I'm going in, I wash myself in the blood of Jesus. David said, who can understand all his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. So I wash myself. So I am holy. But then it still remains. Because in the Old Testament... The high priest going into the Holy of Holies, he will wash in the, in the blood of the Lamb. And then when he is now entering the Holy of Holies, he will still use a sacrificial animal to be able to go in. Okay? And the Bible tells us that the way Jesus constructed this new way, that the blood cleanses us from all sin, and then the veil, we cross the veil through his flesh. That's Hebrews 10, 19. We cross the veil through his flesh. Now what does that mean? You see, that's why when you read the scripture, you have to understand the next verse. Do 20 then. By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil. And that veil is what? His flesh. Now here's what it means. How many people have eaten chocolate ice cream before? Okay, vanilla chocolate. Okay. Do you know how they make it? If, you, if you've seen where they are making it, they will make the vanilla, put it on that stick, and then they will dip it inside that chocolate paste. And when they bring it out, the vanilla is uh, covered. Now, this is what happens to us. When we pass through the body of Christ to enter into God's presence, what are we covered with? His righteousness. So that we appear like Jesus is pure. We are covered in his righteousness. Because you see, without holiness, nobody can appear before God. They've made this provision for those who are born again that you can say, Lord, I am washed. I've washed in the blood of Jesus. I am covered in the righteousness of Christ. And then I appear in his presence. But now what am I doing in his presence? I join the angels. Revelation chapter 4 verse 8. It said there are four living creatures. No, they do not rest day or night. And what are they singing? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Okay? So when I join them there, Ah, I'm in the presence of the Most High God. And then I can ask to be empowered. Oh God, my God, empower me. What for? So that your purposes can be established through me. I want your purposes to be established through me. That's why I have come. I want your kingdom to prosper through my life. I want the decrees I make to promote the kingdom of God on earth. I want endorsement. You know, some people will go there and say, "Lord, that my money for Lexus is not complete. Lord, all my contemporaries they all have a Bentley, Rolls Bentley. You know, please let this my contracts go through, so i too I can buy my own Rolls Bentley." I said to Christians, please, if you have the privilege of going into the Holy of Holies, don't ask for anything material. Don't ask for anything personal. Why? Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? Every other thing that people are running after will be added to you. That's why we do it. But do you know, I'm going to stop here and do practicals. I don't want you to go home and say, ah, that Baba we talk well today. <laughs> we laughed <tired>. i <laughs> baba has become an entertainer no i want you to go home and practice something practice what we do in that secret place so and everybody can join if you're not born again you can be born again immediately it's a very simple thing that's the thing if it was with man man would say well don't don't join us today After you are born again, you have to attend new believers class. You have to attend uh, this other class. You have to attend this other class. Then we will test you, give you an exam. Only if you pass, Uh then you can join. (laughs) But in the kingdom of God, you can surrender your life to Christ today. Today, you are inside. The people who came 20 years ago, they won't go before you. You can even enter before them if you are very eager. Because Jesus said, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Yes! So, let us all stand. The apostle Paul said, when I pray, I will pray in tongues. I will pray with my understanding. Both. And the first practice is to renew your relationship. If you've had it before, renew it. Say, Lord Jesus, today I want to be committed to your glory in my life. That's what I want. I want God to be glorified in my life. If They're not born again. You say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart now and be my Lord and Savior. From today, I want to live for your glory. You take one step back. Come into my life now and be my Lord and Savior. From today, I want to live for your glory. Do that. Recommit. Rededicate your life. Say something that you can remember. I renewed my relationship with God. I reordered my priority. I am ready to live for the glory of God. And having done that, begin to wash yourself. Say, Lord, I wash myself. In the blood of Jesus. I cleanse myself. From every filthiness. Of flesh and spirit. Anything that will hinder me. In this prayer. I bring it under the blood. To purge it. To cleanse it. And once you have done that. That opens the door. Into the presence of God. And then. clothe yourself lord i clothe myself fully in the righteousness of christ and now i join the angels to sing holy 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 is the lord god almighty the one who was and is and is to come i sing holy and holy and holy is the lord god almighty Who was and is and is to come. I sing holy and holy and holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. And holy and holy and holy and holy holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Precious Holy Spirit, please come. And lead us to join the angels and archangels. You are God alone. You are God alone. No you are highly exalted. You are highly. Exalted. Join those angels and archangels and say, Lord, you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. Take a little time more. Worship His holiness. Lord, I commit to a holy living. For you are holy. And I must be holy. I must be holy too. Oh, may your Holy Spirit empower me give me strength in the inner man to live like Jesus my Lord and Savior on the earth and I want you to make one prayer request and say to the Lord empower me that your glory may be revealed through my life that's why I have come this morning to be empowered so that everywhere at home at work everywhere in my business in my office everywhere on the road anywhere let the glory of my savior be revealed through my life lord i make this decree that this father's church will be a center of revival in this city and in this nation and in this world that the lives of men and women will be genuinely transformed through the knowledge of god oh grant this our prayer oh god And Lord, as we step out of this place, make us living witnesses of the glory of our God. Thank you, O Lord our God. And Lord, if there be any that are burdened, any with infirmity, be loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever may be ailing your people, O God, I command release now in the name of Jesus. Give each one a testimony, O God. That their lives may bring you glory. For it is in Jesus' awesome name we have prayed. And all God's people said, Amen.
0: You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Park Expressway, near Next Cash and Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 07 03 You can find us on online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org god bless you